I think people put it on themselves a lot to take responsibility for other people's happiness. And I think people also force that responsibility on other people a lot of the time, that their happiness and their Mm self-worth is someone else's responsibility. You know, it's much easier if something goes wrong in your life to blame someone else for not doing something rather than look at yourself and realise that maybe your behaviours and your actions aren't leading to the outcomes that you want. Um, My sister is a really big believer that your happiness is no one else's responsibility and you have to take ownership of it. And I just, I love that sentiment and I think it's really true. Tuned in to the conversation for her, by her. This episode was recorded in the pod at White City Place. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Conversation. Today we are going to be answering some of our listeners' questions in another Sob Sisters episode. My name is Stephanie and I'm joined today by some brilliant women, so please introduce yourselves, ladies. Hi, hey, oh, hi, hey, what? I can't <laughs> speak. Hey, 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 it's Priscilla here. I've been paid, I'm going to up it, £5,000 to feature on this episode, so that's why I'm here. Um, yeah, I'm excited to record again. Another sub sisters for all of you guys. So yeah. Hi everyone. I was not paid £2,000 to be here. I'm here because I like being sarky on the internet. My name is Zulika Lebeau and I'm an artist, poet and all other stuff and yeah, that's it. I'm going to shut up now. Hi folks, my name is Cheryl Fergus-Ferrell, I am a presenter, accountant and a little bit of a social activist. I'm here for the love of it, I'm looking forward to getting stuck in. Brilliant, so should we kick off with our first question? Absolutely. Yeah. So we've got a different format this time, because normally we pick out of a hat, now we're going to pick a number between 1 and 12. Oh, okay. What, me? Yeah, me. Go ahead. Number six. Ooh, okay. Oh, this is a good one. Okay, how do I stop feeling responsible for other people's emotions? Oh, I love this question. Brilliant. Um, You aren't responsible for anyone else's emotions. Done. No. Um, (laughs) I, I think people put it on themselves a lot to take responsibility for other people's happiness. And I think people also force that responsibility on other people a lot of the time, that their happiness and their Mm self-worth is someone else's responsibility. You know, it's much easier if something goes wrong in your life to blame someone else for not doing something rather than look at yourself and realise that maybe your behaviours and your actions aren't leading to the outcomes that you want. Um, My sister is a really big believer that your happiness is no one else's responsibility and you have to take ownership of it. And I just, I love that sentiment and I think yeah. it's really true. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I know a lot of people have um, suffered from what some people like to term a victim complex. They actually enjoy yes. being oh, the person it. that's mm. moaning or that's got the most dramatic, horrid story about how their life's not working. I think we had, me and Sadiq had a conversation um, kind of about this not long ago. One of um, many. <laughs> one, one of many. <laughs> um, we all know people <laughs> like that. <laughs> no, because it's true. There, there are people I've realised that it's that it, can be quite addictive Mm -hmm. having everyone go oh my gosh you know your life is so awful and they're sighing like massively and (laughs) they really enjoy it um and I think if you're naturally quite a sponge 
as I like to put it. I think some yes. people are the people that people run to. <laughs> That's such a great So friend. if you're the person that everyone kind of pours their water on, mm. you just soak up everything, dish out all the advice. Yeah. And then when you're going through your stuff, you're kind of looking around thinking, okay, well, I can't talk to you because you're, <laughs> you're depressed. I can't talk to you because oh. your life's about to fall apart. I can't talk to you because... Yeah. And then you're just stuck. Um, yeah. So I think it's very important. Emotional intelligence, that's a whole another conversation. But yeah, mm. I think there are people that out there that love to be I think you've hit the nail on the head there Priscilla when you talk about being a sponge or the kind of being put upon in effect that is me a hundred percent and I get myself to a point where I'm borderline depressed Mm. because I'm I'm worried about all my friends problems and everything that's going on with them and, and and like you said you're trying to give them advice you're trying to be there and then what's the frustrating thing for me is that I I'm not best person when it comes to patience so I will tell you maybe once twice third time tops but particularly if it's in relationship to a, a man or something like that and they keep on and on and on about how miserable they are and I'm like well maybe you know think about what you want to do and they go and they come back and they go and they come back and then if they ask again I kind of say look with respect we've had this conversation a million times you know my feelings on this like like you said Stephanie happiness you've got to determine your own happiness mm. If you're willing to continue living in this situation, then you have to take the responsibility. Yes, we have friends. Yes, we have family. We have people that we lean on. But ultimately, we are adults. And we have to take responsibility for our own actions. Mm. And we have to understand that, do you know what? Actions have consequences. So it's all well and good going on social media. Oh, Mm. poor me. Or another thing that a lot of people like to do. And I am going to be quite sensitive when I say this because, of course people's circumstances and things that they've gone through are very different but there are some people out there who use things like their childhood or the fact their parents split up or they they feel they had a rough ride of it or whatever for their continued dysfunction into Mm. adulthood and I think well at what point do you start saying hang on a minute um the buck stops with me. Yeah, and yeah. I can, I can and change I can. the way We've that I feel. We've all had things in our lives. We've all seen something, a family member argue or, or split up or whatever. But you have to, you know, take stock of yourself mm. and decide that you're not going to repeat the cycle and mm. you're going to move on. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I think a couple of things. My granddad always used to say everyone's got their shit to shovel. And, you know, just yeah. jumping off of what you said, Cheryl, it's, it's so true. Like, everybody has had something. Mm-hmm. Everyone's stuff is bad to them. Everyone's stu- everyone has things that they're working through and that they're, they're trying to, to cope with. And I think that there's, I mean, because I'm a sponge. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm somebody that everybody comes to for advice and whatever, and I am really working on my side of that. So the only thing that you can do as, as that person that is like the sponge is to work on your side of things and put up proper boundaries but also think about why you are accepting that role Mm. yes that's really really important like what are you getting out of it because you are getting something out of it even if it's just like in a perverse way of like it's control or you get like people you don't feel like people will talk to you unless they're giving you advice unless you're giving them advice or something you are getting Mm. something out of it and that is your side of the street to sweep Mm. and once you kind of get clear on that 
could be a superiority thing as a well in a weird thing? way yes. it's nice yes. to know yes. that people feel they can come to me mm-hmm. that I'm yeah. the sensible one that they come to me for advice yes. I think yes. Priscilla's right some people like being the martyr some people yeah. like being the one who yeah. has to hold everything together for mm-hmm. everyone else mm-hmm. um, I think you need to ask yourself why you feel responsible for everyone else's emotions yeah. um, there's a really great book that I've read called um, I think it's The Life the life-changing magic of not giving a fuck Mm. Um, and the (laughs) author who wrote it um, basically the premise is everyone has a certain number of fucks that they can give you need to decide what you want to give your fucks about Um, and you can you can push back on people and not take responsibility for their feelings just don't be a dick about it if you are polite and you know respond to people in a timely manner then you don't have to put that burden on yourself that they might be annoyed or upset you know say if someone invites you to a party and you just don't want to go if you just respond saying thank you for the invitation I'm not going to be able to make it in good time that doesn't make you an asshole you don't have to feel bad that they might feel bad that you're not coming to the party you're not obliged to meet other people's whims and needs um you just need to you know set up those boundaries be clear and polite in the way that you communicate with people and just push back on people just yeah no, 100% no, I, I agree mm. and I think that I definitely agree with what Zalika was saying about like finding out why you feel that you're the person that people come to but I do also think that sometimes if you are the kind of person that kind of looks like they've got their stuff together mm. People feel compelled yes. to talk to you 100%. because you're not like spot on. You, Even you if it's a complete illusion, yeah, but you they don't think vomit, that you've yeah. got all your shit together. You don't yeah. vomit your issues, yes. and like uh, you know, uh, some people might have been grown up. I don't know if you grew up like it or whatever, but in my family, I know that it was it was always paper over cracks. We don't talk outside yeah, of this box yeah, about what's yeah, going on. Yeah. So a lot of family people might not. Yeah, business, a lot of people yeah. would not have known X, Y, and Z that was going on because. In my house, we don't talk about our stuff. Yeah. Whereas now that I've grown up, I've realised that it's actually doing me a disservice not having yes. at least one or two people that I can say, you know, at the moment. And it's holding yourself accountable for your emotions as well. Yeah. Because if I'm snappy or like I'm not as communicative with my people, then they can know that well, at the moment she's going through... Because there's something going on right. as opposed to thinking, oh, why is she being a bit of a cat? Exactly, because mm-hmm. it's yeah. the flip side of the coin for the person who kind of spills up their emotions. There are some of us that like to bottle it up mm. um, and don't talk about it enough. Yeah. So I think definitely what you said, find out why you are the thing, but it also might just be the case that you are very kind of in yourself um, and you don't necessarily put your stuff out there so people think you don't have issues. Yeah. 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 And I think also, you know, just if people do keep coming to you for advice and with questions and their emotions, just, you know, gently point them to other resources, point them to other people who you think might be better placed to provide them with support and mm-hmm. advice. You know, send. You know, I'm always sending my friends articles or Links podcasts. Links or things, yeah, yeah you that's don't, true. Like, you don't have to be the direct source. You don't have to, like, be the ear that's always listening. Yeah. You can, like, gently... <laughs> redirect yeah. their attention somewhere else yeah um, yeah absolutely yeah. and I think yeah. don't be afraid to to do the snip um, as I'd say mm-hmm. don't yes. be afraid to say I've it had gets to do to that point, recently yeah, and it gets it's, to a point where some yeah. of your friendships might be toxic yeah and if somebody's constantly spilling out acid yeah it's well, only a matter of time before you. you become burnt you've got um, nothing left yeah you can't you shouldn't I don't think have to mm. have to put up with somebody who when you look at your friendship on paper, like if you were to write it down, 
it's like this is heavily based on me being your agony aunt yeah. and this isn't good for both of us because we actually don't have anything positive here no there's, there's there no isn't a friendship rapport. no there's I'm basically your unpaid no. therapist or in my case with one of my friends um, you know a cash point yeah. because and the only time she <laughs> right. would contact me right, was when right. she was in a bind and she wanted money and mm -hmm. then you wouldn't hear from her for months again yeah, that's awful and that really for someone and I'd known this person for <coughs> over 30 years so you know it, it's it's very very difficult and it did finally have to get to the point where people around me family members and people said Cheryl enough is enough at yeah. what point are you going to have cut her off you mm -hmm. have to do it and it's been about six, seven months now, and I feel so much better. Mm. I really do. I wish her all the love and the, you know, the best in the world to get the help that she needs, but I can't be there. What I didn't realise is that my behaviour, I was thinking I was helping her, but I was actually yeah. enabling yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or actually disabling her. Yeah, because she ne she her. always knew yeah. that worst comes to worst, or Cheryl will bail me out, she'll yeah. help me out. So she never felt to take responsibility for yeah. any of her actions. She didn't have actions. to get her shit together. No, she, she never did. The pieces. Sure so I hope I've done her a service in some way good to know <laughs> don't know why yeah. <laughs> drinks on Cheryl later I mean one one last thing I'll say on this point before we move on is that there is a real skill to what therapists call detaching with love mm. like there's a real skill for it and you can't some people are very are very very delicate and you can't just dump them mm. Mm. Yeah. and there is a real skill to saying to them look your behaviour is impacting not just you but me also mm. and I am pulling back mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'm not going to be your friend anymore but I'm saying that this little um, cycle that we have gotten into is is affecting both of us badly and so I'm going to step out of that now yeah yeah um, and that's really like that's very difficult to do mm -hmm. so yeah you know if you haven't done it don't feel shit about yourself yeah. self-preservation like, isn't selfish yeah exactly it's not but it's difficult can be difficult mm. sometimes. Absolutely. And also just to chime in the last point. Um, I think that we've been taught that selfishness, selflessness is amazing. Um, mm -hmm. I, I like to say it's, it's a little bit overrated because if you don't have any ounce of like self-love, I don't believe you can be useful to people in the end. And also, I also am a great believer that if you live your life like selfless, um, you're going to reach a point where you become very bitter because mm. you're always going to be drawing back on, oh, yeah, but I was the one that was there for you. Nobody else was here now. It's like you yeah. are responsible for yourself. Yeah. Hold yourself accountable yeah. for the good and the bad and don't always think that by showing up, you're showing up. Mm. Does yeah. that make sense? Sometimes yeah. you need to check out for that person to get the point. Exactly. And sometimes you need to call people out on, like you said, call them out on it. Call them out on it. And it's hard, but you've got to do it. And I've, I've started doing it in the last few months and it has been amazing. Mm -hmm. I've noticed the difference. And I've noticed people have thought twice about calling at stupid hours of the night or yeah. you know things like that about trivial stuff they have sort of taken a step back and thought well, hang oh, on I would really just maybe recommend she needs a break now use that block function on your mobile I do that no one can call me between 10 and 8 <laughs> is there a, there's a block function yeah I think like my, my mum and my house phone can get through but I learned between that between 10pm and 8am no phone calls Cheryl's face for everyone who is at home listening it is like she Eight. just discovered sliced bread. <laughs> There's a block function. There's a block. Yes, I'm going to get that tonight. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Oh, dear. Incredible. Excellent. Yes. Shall we pick another number? Yes. Okay. Priscilla, do you want to pick a number? Oh, gosh. Um, five. Oh, we've done five. We've done five. <laughs> On another episode, that is. 
Um, give me some numbers to pick from. Uh, seven. Seven. Go on. Okay. Let's do seven. Number seven. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. No, this one, this Sound like a bingo caller. <laughs> My ex is trash, but the sex was good. I miss the dick. What do I do? Oh I mean, oh. get new dick. Um, that can be hard to find. Yeah, yeah. Dick without complications. Define trash. Um, you know, trash. My cousin, my American cousin, says it all the time. I know. I do don't you think you like can it. differentiate, like on this subject? Do you think you can differentiate physical when you've had an emotional connection that's that's ended sour? Mm, I can. I can't. You can't. I can. You can. can you? Wow. And can you do that's that good. in all situations? So do you feel like you could? You can draw the boundaries. Like for you, you can say, okay, me and you are sleeping together, and that's it, and that's it, and that's it. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> it's interesting. I've done, I've done that. I mean, it wasn't. I actually liked the person. Yeah, but it wasn't. Like, it wasn't like I thought he was a trash human being or something. But it was more like a case of that I knew that I really like this human being. I like spending time with this human being. We have like good sex when we're together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to be in a relationship with this person. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want it to go any further than where it's going. We're just having a nice time where it is. Let's just keep it like that. And we yeah. both had that very clear feeling so yeah. I've, I've had that but I haven't been with someone being like emotionally intimately invested mm. and then tried to pull it back to just sex successfully I've never been able to do that right. it's so I've always fallen into the old trappings of the behaviors we had when we were together yeah. letting the old feelings creep back in without realizing it okay. um, mm-hmm. and I think for this listener when you say my ex is trash but the sex was good what do you mean like if they were in any way abusive, emotionally, physically, like, no sex is worth that. Yeah. It's not worth putting yourself in harm's way yeah. at all just for good sex. No. Yeah. Um, because there no. is plenty of, <laughs> there, there's plenty of dick in the sea and mm-hmm. you will find another one. Also vibrators. Um, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, hello. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think just... If it were me, I would just take the time to get over this person and just move on you will when you find someone else that you have a connection with the sex will be good like yeah and if it's not good so. you can teach them how to make it good yeah i think so um i was kind of in a situation like that with with my first boyfriend um we were together about a year and a half and then we split up and it was probably about six seven months or whatever and then he kind of got in contact with me again and it was, oh, you know, it didn't really work out with the other person and we kind of got chatting again and yeah. I thought, I know, yeah. I was like, oh, maybe things have changed again and should have listened to my dad's voice in my head, never go back to what you've left. But um, <laughs> I didn't, cabbage. yeah, I didn't li- listen to him and I thought, okay, yeah, you know, it, it was easy, we knew what we were getting and we kind of got back into the physical side of things again. And then shortly after that, when I kind of said, well, okay, well, what is this now? Are we going to give it another proper go? It was like, actually, kind of got back together with... Trash bag. You are absolute trash. So, yes, I have been in that situation, but um, I'd probably go with what you said there, Stephanie, that ultimately, for me, because I can't detach Mm. and because I've been hurt in that way, 
yes, the physical side was good, but it wasn't worth my mental health, putting myself through yeah. that constantly, because I wouldn't be able to just cut it off as that, as, no. a, sim- yeah. as a simple act. So yeah. so, yeah. Draw up the pros and cons. If, yeah. if they're trash, like, what are you having to compromise on or tolerate just yeah. to have sex? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. As an accountant, like, I'm always looking at the cost-benefit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah, like, you know yeah, yeah. what? Do a cost-benefit analysis. Cost-benefit <laughs> analysis. If it's not worth it, Skedaddle. <laughs> I want to, not to get like too psychological or deep here, but I just want to talk for a second about attachment theory. I think this person needs to look into it because mm. attachment theory is super important in our sexual relationships and why we go back to cold cabbage. Yeah. Why we stick around for sex when the person is not giving us what we need emotionally. And basically it sounds like he's an avoidant, she's an anxious. Mm-hmm. Avoidance are people who avoid intimacy. Mm-hmm. Anxious people are people who are anxious about intimacy and get clingy, for lack of a better term, and I'm using inverted commas here. Yeah. Um, and it seems that they these people always find each other. Mm. Yeah, of course. And it, <laughs> That's true, it's yeah. Always, it's always patented on a parent or some kind of caregiver that did not give you what you needed and gave mm-hmm. you rejection instead, and so you think that that is love. Mm-hmm. You, that is all you've ever known as love. And mm-hmm. so you know they're trash, the sex is good, that's basically, they're not giving me what I need, they're giving me rejection and physical contact, which is not anywhere, like, you know, how good is that sex, Mm. really? Yeah. When you really break it down, like, how good is that sex? And also, like, I've definitely been in situations before where I let the sex continue thinking it will bring the The emotion and the intimacy back. Exactly. And it does not, you just end up getting hurt, so I I don't know. You're either connected or you're not in that way, I think, yeah. That's not something that builds. I think, the, I think the key is, especially with this scenario, is to kind of understand what I think anyway, is to understand um, how you function as a person yeah. and then look into things like what Salika just said, because until you understand how you function in romantic situations, mm. I think you fail to um, hold yourself accountable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because as you said, there are some people who they can be in relationships. Like I'm, I'm very good at in terms of romantic situations, I'm kind of good at saying, I know what this is. So I'm gonna, by and large, when I look at my track record in the last couple of years, I'm like, okay, I've done that consistently. I can say, this is what this is. Yeah. And I'm not gonna try and take it out of that. There have been situations where there might have been like, oh, I feel like I'm feeling like I like you. Yeah. And then for me, I usually withdraw because I'm yeah. like, I'm not trying to, cool. and that's my own, my own issue. So we won't go into that. But I do think that, <laughs> I do think that, um, <laughs> For for some for people like that, they look at they look at sex and think, okay, the sex is good, so maybe this is going to hook the person, mm, and yes. then they're going to fall for me. Mm. Some people go as far as like <laughs> trying to get pregnant. Have I've a heard, baby. I've heard of course they do. Of course same, they do. Same, people they try do. and like lure same. the person because if they, Band-Aid they feel baby like a baby is not going to hook any man. Love. No, if he don't, don't want to be with you, he don't want to be with no, you. No, and I think if you if you don't be silly. Why? <laughs> I can't say why because I do understand why, but you need to really look as you just said at why you wants that and why this situation's attractive to you saying someone's trash now one thing for me is I actually cannot dislike you and be intimate with you like in any sense yeah I can't because I I don't get it's kind of like this it's not like the movies you can't have like sex sex what's that about (laughs) well maybe you can I think I've seen well I know people that have I know people that have yeah like a a guy friend of mine has it's like oh I hate her she's awful but and I'm just like, dude, you hate yourself. Yeah. Whoa. You yeah. hate yourself. 
you are not like this is and this is the thing that like, I don't feel like it's actually sex when you're doing things like that I feel like you're both wanking with another person oh. <laughs> you know what I mean because you're you're it's not for me anyway and I suppose this is just how I view it sex can either be yeah you know it's a need it's a physical need yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you can fulfill that and that's fine if that's mm-hmm. how you look at it but I think that if you're in a relationship with somebody or you're trying to be in a relationship with somebody or you're like you know mm-hmm. got hooks in Mm-hmm. It's about something more than that. Yeah. Mm. And if you're and if one one of you is trying to connect and the other one is just, you know, wanking, it's not it's it's not gonna saying, work. And this person's saying they're trash, like you know it. Yeah. Like, yeah, facts. Know, like this yeah, person yeah, is facts. trash. So what but are you doing? I'm still here. <laughs> God. Yeah. Baby girl leave. Oh, yeah. I feel like yeah. pulling my hairs out. No. no. Dump it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Get rid. Walk, Get away. Rid. Walk away. Yeah, just go and there like invest in a good... And invest in yourself. Or get a good vibrator. Yeah. Why are we not talking about self-pleasure? It doesn't always have to be, you know. Um, excuse like... me, Cheryl. I believe I mentioned vibrators. Actually, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. So we did mention it first. <laughs> go on com. This is not a paid ad. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I saw an advert They have very subtle And they send it in discreet packaging. Great. <laughs> Stephanie's here, like, yeah, I know. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Then. She's even signposted you. There is no excuse now. You've been signposted. Yeah. Oh. Walk away, go online, spend some money, have yeah. a great time. <laughs> Get your jizz on. Yeah, find someone else, jeez. Okay, shall we pick another question? Yes. Okay, who wants to pick? So, we have, uh, you can pick between two, three, nine... 10 or 12? Let's go for 9 then. 9, okay. I was flattered when an old friend invited me to stay for a few weeks. She's never invited me before. But the minute I arrived, she announced she was going into hospital for an operation and I was left caring for her husband. Not only did I end up cooking and caring for the man, but I had to keep taking him to hospital to see her and he was reluctant to give me any petrol money. He was grumpy and once shouted at me for getting his medication wrong. Now I'm back home and she hasn't even sent me a thank you note. I feel completely used. Can our friendship survive this? I'm on my own and have enough problems to deal with. Oh my goodness. Wait, what? Christ. Is this real? <laughs> no way. That is taking the biscuit. That is. Okay, can I just um, extraordinary. start on this one? Yeah, <laughs> Cheryl's like Cheryl's ready going to in. go. It's like, oh, she's, like, she's, she's getting ready. Okay. As we would say in Guyana, that is complete eye pass. Now, let me tell you, you <laughs> sorry, but. <laughs> She knew, she knew that she was going to have to go into hospital. <laughs> Why are you having to be ta- looking after her man? That's oh, yeah, the first thing. This is a thing. setup. Mm. This, this is a, a, a grown adult man, yeah. you know. I'm, I'm sorry. That, that, that responsibility should have gone to a relative. If, you know, if she couldn't be there to do it and yeah. he was so sickly that he couldn't look after himself then a relative needed to have stepped in that should not have been for a friend mm. if i'm inv- i've got friends who live all over the country and if i'm invited to stay with them for a week or however long it is i'm expecting to spend time with them i'm not expecting to be sitting around it at, ha- at home looking after and cleaning around after oh, someone else yeah i mean i think there's no question i don't about even want to do it for myself this, this, <laughs> this well woman was house. luring you in for free <laughs> yeah. care services at least she was lucky that she didn't say you, you went after a man or anything like oh that because that could have been a whole other yeah segue it, it sounds like this woman doesn't need like a friend she needs an au pair yeah, yeah. um my question would be to this person as soon as you realize that situation sorry i'll duck out this is what I was just about it's to say. It does, she out. does mention medication here, like. Well, he doesn't know how to read. But we don't know how ill he is. Like, if he's like a quadriplegic, if he's, you know, 
I'm devil's advocate, if yeah. he really was that ill and unable to care for himself, as pissed off as I'd be, I wouldn't walk away leaving True. him on his True. own. Yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. Like, but, I'd but there is a definitely a conversation that happens. I open the door, hi, hi Priscilla, how are you? Hey, come to the living room, sit down, do you want a cup of coffee? Great. Right, I'm going to hospital now. No, you're not. I would rock the like, There's a talking about. It's not like you're just like, oh, I'm going to go to the shop and don't come back. Like maybe. there's a quick <laughs> milk. Maybe. Yeah, that would just I'll there be a right point back. Where, like there's Where's a point where you then have to tell me, like break the news. So mm. guess what? I didn't really want to see you. I just wanted you to babysit um, Gregory for the week. You know, yeah. for the week. Gregory. That's, no, I that's can't. Like, that is the such a cheat. No, that Gregory. Is, that's taking the. And I'm I am yeah, Mrs. Nice you. Woman normally, yeah, but that I is taking the piss. I'm not a nice woman. So guess what? Imagine if you're having to do like personal care for him as well. Like a sponge bin, I'm not no, having I'm not to do that for myself or my own parents. Like, I'm, I mean, the thing is, like, I can barely keep myself alive. That's what I'm saying. I've so been meaning to buy a fish for the last five years. I still haven't got round to it because <laughs> it's too much responsibility. So I can't take on your sick husband and his uh, how many pills a day? I mean, Honestly. she says she says old friend invited me to stay for a few weeks. She's old never invited friend. me before. Mm. So like. Can our friendship survive this? Does it need to? Yeah, yeah. is it Why? even a friendship? Like, because yeah. you, you don't keep in touch that much yeah. now anyway. Yeah. Sounds like she just sort like you out. Maybe she knew you were a nurse. They sat down and did the, mm, yeah. which one can we go uh, for? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. yeah, let's go for her. Because she's an absolute, you know. Yeah. Who's responsible enough, who's nice enough to not walk away. Yeah, yeah. 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 who's a doormat yeah. enough to do it. You know your friends. Yes, Without being horrible. You know you know your friends and you know who you would pick for certain things. But also like, of, like I know who of my friends I would genuinely do this for yeah. like yeah. if they needed it if they needed the support exactly and I know who in my family I, would, I mean like I would have to do it for my family yeah. my mum would not let me get away without helping but you know this is the kind of thing that you ask a really but close you ask friend someone for. The, yeah. you don't but, yeah. dump that on them don't that's the point yeah. Yeah. give them you the opportunity volunteers. to understand the full facts of what's it and what the whole yeah. job is going to entail because essentially and it's a job mm. when you're supposed to be going somewhere to relax can you imagine if you take it an annual leave to do this oh. ridiculous I would cry <laughs> what did you do in your holidays question about the semantics though right mm. because she said old friend so mm. does that mean that they've been friends for a long time or does that literally mean an old old a friend of hers who is old because i'm sorry it i mean depending on on your age Mm. right if you're say 25 and you're friends with an older person who's say 50 or whatever Mm. um and they then ask you to come around and and that kind of thing i feel like that's almost an abuse of power yeah and and an abuse of like more so than say somebody who is say sort of a a contemporary of Mm -hmm. yours um, because you then have an aspect of vulnerability and then, you know, we, we assign a lot of respect towards those yeah. who are older than us and that, you know, we don't know the culture of these people. Yeah. Um, so I'm just I'm just feeling like it's really um, it's quite abusive yeah. to, to do something like that to somebody mm. and then not give them not reimburse up. them, not yeah. give them a heads up. Not Gosh. thank them. I mean, you don't need that I'd be that falling person, over myself yeah. to be grateful. Yeah. I, I mean, think, like, the question is, can our friendship survive? Yeah. And I don't think so. Don't have a friendship. No. There exactly. isn't a friendship. Yeah, no, I think you're right. right. I don't think there is If that's someone you really survive. valued and you really cared for, you wouldn't do that to them, not in that way. No. no. You would say, look, do you know what? 
this is the predicament I'm in. Is there anything you could do to help maybe to yeah. come down? You ask them, you put it on the table and mm. let people have the facts and then they can make their own decisions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think I feel like this links back really well to our first question about how do I stop feeling responsible for other people's emotions. Mm-hmm. We spoke earlier about having to put yourself first and having to practice self-preservation and self-love. Mm. You've said you're on your own and you have enough problems to be dealing with. You don't need this in your life. Mm-hmm. This person has taken advantage of you. They have tricked you. They have wasted your time. They have, put, you know, caring caring for someone is really hard. My granddad um, fell ill many years ago and had to move in with us. And it put so much pressure on my mum, but so much pressure on my parents and our family. We couldn't go away for years. If my mum was 15 minutes late through the door, my granddad would be there, stressed out of his mind. He was worried she'd been in a car crash. You know, he was learning to walk again. It's not a pleasant thing to go through if it's someone you love, let alone if it's someone you don't know know and you don't have an attachment for or an an investment in. Mm -hmm. Like, to put someone through that, for me, would be completely unacceptable. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. So For no, me, it, I don't it wouldn't even be a question. Yeah. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. No, there'll be no Leave conversation. I wouldn't even yeah, expect no, the text because okay. I'm not texting you back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll send you an invoice. I'll send you a bill, <laughs> innit? I was just thinking that. <laughs> I love it. Priscilla Wood as well. I yeah, would send, send you, you a full on yeah. bill for <laughs> services rendered because that is an absolute piss take. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Boy. Wow. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think it's my turn, is So I think we've got time for one more. So you can pick between. Uh, three, I'll four. Pick, I'll pick three. Okay, all right, straight in. Oh, wow. My birthday's on the third, that's why. It's my ah, favorite. Okay. Three's my favorite number. So, my colleague steals money from the company, and I know, should I say something? We have quite a good relationship, but it's such a bad thing that he's doing. Oh. Is he giving you a cut? <laughs> Is my first question. Yeah. Because are you, are you, honestly, complicit. if you're are complicit. you complicit? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, law- lawyer's child speaking here. Are yeah. you complicit? Are you incriminating yourself? Mm-hmm. I mean, is, are they complicit by knowing and not saying? There I mean, go. legally, they will. Yes. They could be. They are. I mean, aiding or aiding and abetting or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're obstructing justice or something like all, that. All of them. Um, or for me, I would anonymously tell management that it was happening Same. that someone was stealing money yeah. even if you don't want to give a name you could literally set up a fake email and send it in you could do a written note um, you again self-preservation mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to put myself in a position for someone who I have quite a good relationship with but they're not actually my friend to protect them when no. they're doing something illegal your job could be on the line mm-hmm. Your life could be on the line. You know, you might be breaking the law for all you know. I yeah. mean, I certainly don't know. You should look into that. Um, I would say something. Yeah. No, I would as well. Um, in the the line of work that I do um, as an accountant, we belong to a professional body, and um, at any point, if we engage in any criminal activity or anything that is deemed to be putting the association into disrepute um they can come back on you and yeah i would lose my membership Mm. i yeah essentially you'd be black blacklisted so no decent company would would hire me if i wanted to work as an accountant um and also the moral my moral compass as well Mm. um i i just i 
if I don't know about it, well, I don't know about it, or I suspect it. But if I'm, I'm sure you've told me that it's you, and I know it's you, um, I would have to say something. Like yeah. you, Stephanie, I'm not necessarily going to give my, my colleague or friend's name, but I'm going to say something yeah. about it. It's just not right. Raise an awareness of the situation. I've got enough things that keep me up at night. I don't need to be worrying about someone else's problem. No. Again, yeah, sorry. We got actions have consequences. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you know what's really interesting about this is it kind of touches on that of the subjects of work friendships and I'm a big believer that you need to remember why you're there. First. Yes, yeah. it's you hard. Job, yeah. It's really hard. It's actually hard to not blur the lines. Um, but I've experienced it in the like not, not bad as in it wasn't like anyone stole money or anything, but just in terms of you you do start to realise where people's loyalties lie. Yes. And when mm. when the issue actually hits and everyone's in the know, the same person you're saying you're trying to save could throw you under the bus. Oh, And easily. then you're there, like, mm. you know, the management will say to you, there is no way in hell, well, I don't know the situation, but there's no way in hell that you didn't know. Mm. Yeah. You work yeah. in the same room, you, you both cash yeah. up together, or whatever it is that you do. Yeah. Then you're there thinking, okay, now I'm potentially out of work. Obviously, depending on the sector and the industry, I might not even be able to work to in this get industry. get work again, yeah. yeah. I might not be able to get a reference. I could have been here for five, six years, and that's, that's my five, six years down the path. Like, mm. what do you then do? Yeah. So whether it's anonymously, as, as Stephanie said, like, anonymously put that out there or let them know, but you just, people need to really remember in the workplace for all reasons as well. Remember why you're there first. Yeah, you've got and yeah. try yeah. to, like, when you guys are at work, although, you know, every now and again you might have a little bit of a bit of banter, Yeah. try to, like, limit the banter when you're working. Like, yeah. just try. try. Yes. It's yeah. hard. No, I, like, that, that is so true. My brother's always said that to me. He said to me, he has a rule might be quite extreme to some people but he doesn't have work people on his Facebook or social media or anything like that he said I don't do it or managers or bosses or anything like that he said I like to keep my work and my personal mm -hmm. separate yeah. Yeah. I'll have like like Priscilla said I'll have a bit of banter of course you have a little conversation every weekend mm -hmm. whatever you have a little conversation but then you get on mm -hmm. you are there to do a job at the end of the day yeah. after I've left that company and I've moved on if I meet up with my colleagues and we build a friendship and we have a friendship after that then that's different Different. Yeah. but you've got to be careful about getting too close to people that you are working with I have yeah. seen it um, spiral out in a horrible way yeah. a, a firm that I worked in many many years ago and um, one of the girls there lovely girl but she was I guess what we probably call a little bit of a geezer bird you know always out with the pints with the lads mm. and the managers and stuff like that <laughs> living it up drinking shouting swearing with all of them and it was a great big laugh in the pub then we came back in the office the next morning and the same manager said to her, why have you not done this? Oh, fuck off. Mm -hmm. Straight away, she was frog-marched into yeah. that office and given a, a warning. Mm. Next one, and you're out of here. Yeah. And she was so upset and distressed. I can't believe he spoke to me like that. I can't believe he's, he's pulling my... I said, well, he's still the flipping boss. Mm -hmm. Because you had drinks and you had a little bit of a mm -hmm. laugh in the pub and you were laughing and swearing and... This is the office. Yeah. And if you cannot understand and differentiate between that, mm -hmm. then you're the one that's in the problem. She yeah. ended up leaving subsequently. But yeah, so that and that sort of made me sort of take a stock and look back and think, wow, yeah. do you know what? It isn't. Again, I'll give you another Caribbean saying every skin teeth is not a laugh. So you've got to know who you're laughing and who you're joking yeah, with. True. I think the way that this has been written as well, just like my colleague steals money from the company and I know you know, maybe they are slipping a £10 note out of the cash register every now and again. Maybe it's fraud. Maybe yeah. it's embezzlement. Mm -hmm. And if it's anything on that level and you know about it, you're looking at 
really serious prosecution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not a kid's it. game. It's not worth covering no. someone's back, like the no. ladies have been saying, for someone that would throw you under the bus. Yeah. For all you know, if they know that you know, how do you know that they're not implicating you in it? Of exactly. course. And, if, and yeah, then it's yeah. your word against theirs. Yeah. Has anyone in has anyone in here seen Line of Duty? Yes. Oh, I've just started. My right. favourite. It's a madness. Oh, it's I love an it. absolute madness because everybody is screwing everyone over. over. Oh, yeah. So I ruthless. Ha- and you know, I have a couple of questions for in in this scenario because it's not clear why that person is stealing. Yeah. And you know, it could be like a Breaking Bad situation. It could, you know, we don't know why they're stealing. But at the end of the day, that's not your problem. Yeah. That's really not your problem. And that's why I asked the first question. I was like, are you implicated? Are you getting a cut? Because if you're both stealing money or you go out with them and they're buying you dinner or whatever, or they're saying, oh, here, you know, happy birthday. And you know that that present comes from stolen money. You are also in, indirectly or possibly directly, however you want to look at it, benefiting from that person yeah. and their theft. That could also look like bribery to keep your mouth shut. And it could Absolutely. look like bribery. Yeah. And if you're getting something out of it. Mm. Yeah, that's true. exactly. And just to touch on, you know, workplace friendships and things like that. I've been in a situation a few times where I've seen people that I've worked with behave extremely badly at Christmas parties. Mm. Or one guy cheated on his girlfriend Mm. in front of the boss, who was a woman and a feminist. And he was like, the next day, like the next Monday, we all came in. And he was like, oh, why are all the women pissed off? And I was like, well, maybe it's because you cheated on your long-term girlfriend in front of an office full of women. And we all know where you stand now. Like, we've seen you now. Yeah. We, we know, no shame. yeah. When people show you who who they are, believe them. Absolutely. Yeah, my Angelo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I've, yeah, this person. I mean, you just need to re- to report them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think. No. Um, Don't put yourself under the bus like that because no, it could no. literally have, and this is not me over exaggerating or being over dramatic here. It could have lasting effects. Could it's ruin your not life. worth it. No. For what? For someone that probably doesn't give that much of a hoot about you anyway. Yeah, but also yeah. for what? For someone else to get rich off your back. Exactly. Like, yeah. 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 Exactly, because they're stealing from you as well. Yeah. And that's the point. If they're stealing yeah. from the company, they're actually then stealing Then there's less you. bonuses available for yeah. me at the end yeah, of the year. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. There's yeah. no win-win here. And I, and I think, um, oh my gosh, what I said has just completely flown out of my head. That's pretty <laughs> sure. Somebody else will... <laughs> Just dob them in. Just do it. Dob them in. I love it. Just do it. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Sorry, come back. I think that work friendships can work. I'm not saying they can't, Mm. but it's rare. Yeah. Because, and the reason why, is it's it's two massive parts of your life. Mm -hmm. It's your friendships, your emotional connections, and your money. And I've always said money, and this is why there's so many divorces, because everyone wants to under underestimate the value of money and how important it is to us as people, because it's really, it's actually up there. Um, the moment you start, I mean, for anyone here that lives with a partner or anything like that, you know, like, the little hurdle you've had to jump over yeah. when it comes to finances, mm-hmm. because then it's the whole do discussion. Do you get that joint account? Do you do, do you not? Yeah, exactly. Who pays for what? Who, exactly. Oh, yeah, so imagine your actual place of work where you actually get your money from, and then someone's doing this. 
Um, and if people know you're close as well and they see you guys at after work, oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know, Jimmy and Priscilla are off down the pub again or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Jimmy, Gregory, you just got <laughs> around the names today. Sorry to cut you, but that's just hilarious. <laughs> or Zalika and Peter are down, you know, eating some Nando's again. They're going to know that you're always huddled. So when it actually comes to it, they're going to say there's no way that you did Suspicions, yeah. There's no way and you didn't know. Like these things rarely stay hidden. No. I'm sure that you're colleague thinks he's doing a very good job of hiding what it is that he's doing but someone like Cheryl's going to come in and do the accounts they're going to realise yeah. that it's not balancing up and then yeah. they're going to start Forensic audit, I've got four eyes for a reason <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah Just don't take the heat, it's not worth it mm. Right So I think we should round up Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't know, should everyone like say maybe one piece of advice they want to give someone that we've spoken about Yeah, okay um, Okay, well, yeah, I'll start on that one. So uh, just a bit of general advice. Um, Don't be like me and wait till you're uh, in your mid-30s before you finally realise that you need to sometimes put yourself first. It's not being selfish, putting yourself first. Establish boundaries with your your loved ones, your friends, your family members. And like we said earlier, don't be a sponge all the time. You know, people, ultimately, we are responsible for our own actions. You can be there for somebody but in the same breath, you cannot absorb and take the shock of everything that they're going through. Otherwise, you literally end up leaving yourself dry. Mm-hmm. And it takes a long time to replenish yourself. And mm-hmm. I'm saying this, being really honest from personal experience. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my little uh, tidbit for the, for the weekend. <laughs> I, have, um, I have three phrases that I would like to uh, share with the class. One is, you can't pour from an empty cup. No. Second is everyone's got their shit to shovel. Yeah. And the third is safety first, then teamwork. Yeah. I like it. And that is where I will leave it. <laughs> drop. Mic drop. Can't actually um, do that. Yeah, we can't. No. <laughs> um, gosh, I don't know what, who, who to even address. I've all got tons of issues. Y'all got issues now, Jackie. Um, <laughs> we your <sure> hair. Yeah. <laughs> I think that maybe I'll give a touch on the... A lot of them are to do with emotional intelligence. Mm. And I think a lot of people need to look into it. Just being able to compartmentalise, being able to understand and manage your emotions, being able to hold yourself accountable, because I think that's what a lot of them have in common. Um, Sometimes as humans, and it's everybody, nobody's exempt for this, we can allow ourselves to fly away too far with how we're feeling about stuff when Mm. logic actually needs to be applied. Um, You do need to sometimes look at something like you're looking at a spreadsheet and say, does this add up? Yeah. Um, or am I just conti- you know, continuously finding myself in a minus, minus, minus situation? Mm. So if there's anyone in your life that's, that's a minus, you might need to review that type of friendship yeah. because being nice is not enough. And and that's why I've I've managed to really streamline my friendships because unfortunately if we're not serving each other because I I can enable you can be enabled. Yeah, Yeah, there's no point. There's no point. It's not beneficial. Move on. Dump him. Okay. Yeah. I think um I'm gonna echo what Priscilla said. Just try and educate yourself. Um, you know, look at look at attachment theory, look at codependency theory, understand emotional emotional intelligence and just try and allow yourself the perspective to step back and distance yourself sometimes from people and situations to put yourself first that doesn't make you a cold-hearted bitch like it just makes you human yeah yeah so yeah, just we agree. take stop care of yourself feeling guilty mm. we all do it and we need to stop doing it mm. mm-hmm. yeah 
Okay, well, Priscilla signing out. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Sayonara. Thank you. Bye. Bye. See you soon.